Hello, time travelers. Welcome to the Aging Journey podcast, an actual play podcast where we go back in time and play RP games themed around time and growing up in a variety of systems. I am your game master, Tanya, and this is The Red Bridge, a children's fantasy adventure using the kids on bike system inspired by works such as The Phantom Tollbooth, Alice in Wonderland, Jumanji, and The Wizard of Oz. We are playing Kids on Bikes, a tabletop role-playing game that allows players to explore a mysterious and supernatural world set in a small town during the 1980s and 90s. Our players embody characteristics called tropes and roll dice based on their brains, brawn, fight, flight, charm, and grit. The higher the stat, the better their skill. Each player has a top stat where they roll a d20 and a bottom stat where they roll a d4. In this game, dice explode, where if you roll the maximum on a die, you get to roll again, infinitum. Our players for this campaign were made from scratch, and tropes are custom. There may be mature content depicted in our gameplay, but the players and I are using safety tools, and all content warnings will be in the description below. You can listen to the audio of the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or the Aging Journey website, or watch it on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, join our Discord, or support us on Patreon. All links will be in the description. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Well, I think that wraps up the spiel. Enjoy the journey. Welcome back to our session zero. We are now in the finale. This will be a part one of a two-part finale for our session zero, and we are continuing to follow our four high schoolers. If you all remember, they were seniors. It was the last day of school for the school year, a few days from graduation, and a few weeks from the demolition of Madonna High School. So we are still, so in the session zero, our players are in a broken time. This is an alternate version of their real life campaign where our players are practicing the mechanics and building the lore. Willow, Caleb, Juke, and Jimmy have found themselves sucked back into the mysterious board game called the Red Bridge, but for one last time. They have made a promise to never return to the game after graduation. However, something went wrong. The game in the real world began to bleed together, and although promises were made, deals have been bartered for, and we'll soon find out that everyone has a secret. Let's see what the gang is up to as they explore this world called Avaria inside the Red Bridge. We move to Willow in Jimmy and of course, Mr. Twigs. You two have just walked through this thick shadow that covers the concrete walls in one of the corners of the factory. You all find yourself still in the toy factory, but it looks very different. It's overgrown with like this lush vegetation that you can immediately identify as Avarian vegetation. There are vines curled um, over the banisters and it's lining the walls. Um, It's quite bright in here because there's a massive decaying hole in the brick wall um, where the front door used to be. The sun rays are kind of shining on the rubble um, and what used to be what looks like the remnants of a factory, you think, 
Um, this is definitely unusual because usually there aren't many human things in Avaria. Um, but, and this wasn't what you guys were expecting when you walked through the shadow to be in Avaria like immediately. However, you all know where you are. So you all continue to move through the factory from like the corner to where the front door used to be, which now has a big old hole. Um, and as you walk out, you can hear a loud and distinct whistle of a steam train. The shadow behind you is gone um, and you find yourselves out smelling the scents of Avaria. Um, as you guys have walked out of the building now, you're standing in Avaria. What are you all thinking as you kind of look around? Well, that's neat. Just take a deep breath and feels a lot of weight come off his shoulder. In some ways, Avaria feels more like home than uh, the real world to him. Um, as you all all, as you both are outside... You kind of look around and you can see that the red station is just up the road. Looking back, what do we see? Do we see the shadow or mm, okay. what's back the way we came? Uh, Jimmy, you look behind you as you guys are now out um, in the wilds of Avaria. And instead of a factory, you see nothing. It's almost as if the vines that were kind of creeping up the walls had finally enveloped the remainder of the the rubble that was there because when you turn back you can kind of see that the vegetation is moving but there is no building does it feel like we have a connection to avaria um you can well you're already on the land if you wanted to try to commune with the land you can to see if you have a connection i yeah i'd like to okay what are you looking for in that connection he Feels like he's been here so many times. He wants to see if he can still communicate with the land the way he has in the past. So maybe he just wants to see if he can, I don't know, summon like a sword or something out of the earth. Or just see what level of, uh, yeah, how connected he still is with Avaria. Okay. I would say to really test that, you would have to do something that you have done before to kind of test if it still works. Okay. So what would you think Jimmy would have done many times before, and now it would just be second nature for him to do? I would definitely summon a sword out of the ground. Okay. Um, I am going to make a roll <laughs> as you do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It comes out of the ground, whatever type of sword you were wanting, and you have one in your hand. Cool. Yeah. Seems the connection is pretty normal. So yeah, he just reaches down, and as he lifts his hand up, the earth underneath it kind of forms into the hilt. And as he wraps his hand and pulls it out, it's like a standard, like, not claymore, but a standard knight's sword. Just shaped out of the earth and ground. Looks like this still works, Willow. Now you're a knight again. This is my kingdom. Willow and Jimmy, you two realize that you are closest to the red station. Uh, you are closest to the red station and the whistle is coming towards you. So you know that if you can get to the red station, you should be able to get on the train or at least stop the train. Because again, the train goes to where wherever the people are on it wants to go. So they may not be wanting to go to the red station, but they may be going past it. 
or going near it. Um, so you know, do know that if you can get to the red station, you can at least like, you know, wave it down. And you're pretty sure that Caleb and Juke are most likely on the train because the train doesn't move by itself. Let's go catch us a train. Heck yeah. You all walk up to the red station. The red station looks very similar to the blue station. All of the stations kind of have the same look. It's a red brick building um, that has a, this one has a red roof. Um, and it has, you know, wooden doors that have glass in them and a glass opening that looks out into the platform and the platform is made of stone. Um, so you all go uh, and approach the red station. The area you guys are at is an interesting place because the vegetation here moves, as I've said before. So it's very viney. Um, it's kind of bright, almost neon green vines. Uh, that sort of cover the clay, but because you all have been here so many times, the pa- there are paths that you've stamped down based on walking. Um, so you guys are walking on that path right now, and you get to this beautiful brick building that again looks to be trying to be consumed by the vines, but they haven't quite been able to do that with the building. Um, and you see the door. Ladies first. Uh huh. Go on in, then. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair enough. I, I, go, I open the door and head in. Caleb has taught you well. <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and she just falls behind him. Um, you walk inside, and again, it looks as if someone who doesn't quite know what the inside of a train station should look like has made this train station. So there's... There's actually marble on the ground here, not linoleum. So apparently there was an upgrade that happened in this station. Um, the chandelier is a bit bigger, but there's still just the one casting the little bit of light. And there's t- just two benches, just two. And they are in the, uh, they're on like the sides of the walls. They're not even in the middle. So the middle is just completely empty. And as usual, there's a spot for where a kiosk or like a desk would be, but there is no desk. And instead, there's an attendant. Willow, what does this attendant look like? His name is Palm. He's a little like wolf deer mix. Uh, you know, has antlers, but he's like covered in foliage. He's got his little attendant hat too. It's, it's like a fox deer hybrid. So it's like, so it's like slender, kind of like a deer, but has like more features of a of a like fox okay then you guys uh come upon this slender um not as fluffy um fox wolf deer creature um it has wooden antlers that poke out of its uh head and almost fluorescent green eyes and it just like um the blue station it sits there and waits for you to approach have we met paul before um, roll, br- roll brains, DC five. Um, Willow, you you one hundred percent know who Paul, Paul is. Yeah, th- this is Paul. Who wouldn't know Paul? I'll be very disappointed if you do not get hired. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> there we go. Eight. You you remember Paul? Um, now, and I will say because you're with Willow, um, Willow is the. A creator, I guess you could say, of this uh, animal coalition um, where every station has some sort of a creature that is the attendant. 
Um, this happened a couple of years ago as she kept coming back to the world. Um, both you and Willow, you guys have really, you know, made this place your own domain as you are wont to do, um, uh, even back home. Uh, and so you're pretty familiar with the coalition and you know that a lot of the, the stuff that Willow created, you know, you kind of helped with including a lot of the spiels that they have to say <laughs> you guys are the only people that come to this world there's no, there's really no reason for the spiels but you and willow find that type of stuff fun so so you know it's it's a job and and they all take their job seriously so yes you all come across paul who is just sitting there politely awaiting um waiting for you to approach them howdy paul well hello there sir Miss Willow, it is so nice to see you again. And congratulations. Welcome to the Red Train. So this is said to you guys every time you come to the Red Station, um, because it's always the last station before the Red Bridge, and it's in the spiel. So they say it every time. Um, so welcome to the Red Station. I hope your adventure was wondrous. Uh, the train will be here shortly. Your tokens, please. Uh do you have the tokens? I just, I just go into the room, just like, hey, did you happen to grab any of the tokens? No, uh, no, I was busy. Uh, hey, Paul, how you, how you been doing? It's been a while. <laughs> it just starts up a conversation. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for asking, Miss Willow. I am, I am actually doing really well. Yeah, I, I come in um, every morning at 5 a.m. and I just sit here, you know, as instructed. Um, and I wait for someone to come by, uh, which no one ever does, you know, which is fine. That is depressing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to get some games set up in here so y'all can have some fun, at least, while y'all wait. Yeah, that's, that's probably what we need is games. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just uh, sit here uh, silently and politely and wait for someone to come by. And then when someone does come by, you know, usually quite randomly i say congratulations welcome to the, the the red station and and then they leave well look we should set up like a two-teller system where we put another one on the other side of the room and then they can talk to each other and like they get a competition to see who can get people to come to them and give them the tokens oh my gosh you're so right we we're so glad to do that but first uh paul we we don't seem to have our tokens we've caleb has them do you think we could get on the train so we can try and find him we think oh oh no tokens no problem the willow animal safety coalition has you covered um and he produces two coins uh they are clearly hand stamped and they're actually made of like a black glassy rock uh, the stamp on the coins, you know, is WASC, which stands for the Willow Animal Safety Coalition. Um, and he kind of uh, hands them out to you two. We actually got a delivery of uh, these temporary, and he kind of uses quotations <laughs> with his paws, temporary uh, coins just this morning. Um, and he kind of shows you the signed paperwork. Willow. Make a grit roll, please. DC's okay. gonna be ten. Ooh. Oh gosh! All right, hold on. What? What do you? Let's see. Okay, I can possibly do this. Since I have a D twelve, it's a two. Yeah, take an adversity token. Um, so 
Willow, you look at the paper. First of all, you look at these coins and you are shocked. These should not be in circulation for a number of reasons, but the most important reason being you could, you destroyed all of them a long time ago. Number two, even in your sh- shookness, even in your shookness, <laughs> um, when, even if I'm shook, when Paul shows you the paper um, that shows the delivery and, and you see that signed in a jet black ink that seems to actually have like eaten away a little bit at the paper, it reads a name that says the warden. So, Jimmy and Willow, you both are staring at this piece of paper. Um, Jimmy, you are familiar with all of these, like, you know, all this paperwork of, like, deliveries and stuff like that. You help kind of design the whole flow of system. But the the name The Warden doesn't mean anything to you. You assume that's probably perhaps another, you know, mystical creature that is employed with Willow. You don't know. Willow, you are stuck in your spot. You are staring at this piece of paper and you are shaking with anxiety at this moment so jimmy you would notice that i think i reach for the coins and then kind of like look over to will hey will you she is going to grab the coins and go up to paul and and it's just like how many of these are there and she's like gravely serious oh oh we got a whole box great shipment i think uh uh, i think 200 300 um i i have not i've not finished counting them um you know i i did have some some really important things to do this morning when the delivery came you know i had to come had to stand here for a bit had to walk around in a circle and then sit down again so i, I have been quite busy this morning but i i do plan to get to counting those uh, but i i i think there's like a 100 a 200 i believe um did you want did you want more did you want me to no more Whenever, okay, so all all these boxes that you have, I want you to destroy them immediately. Destroy them. We do not do not do not have any more of these in the stations. Um, these 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 are these are banned. I don't know who who agreed to this to this paper here. Uh, do do you know who did? Well, I, 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 I'm not sure, ma'am. I, the the paperwork was sitting on the the crate when it arrived, and it was signed. I, I believe that is the the procedure. Um, you know, I, I don't think we even have to see or card or have any type of identification for anyone that leaves anything at the station. That's never been clarified. I, I didn't know I was supposed to be taking some some form of identification. Um, I, I was just told to take the signatures. She she just takes a deep breath. She's just like, it's okay, Paul. I, I understand. I'm going to have to update the rules. Uh, any any of these boxes, any more of these coins that you have in stock, I want them immediately destroyed. All right? Do not hand any more out. These are not supposed to be in circulation. For now, we we only, only these two coins that mm-hmm. me, and, me and Jimmy have. We will be keeping them for for time so we can travel and try to 
find, you know, our actual coins, and then we will also destroy these two. If 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 anyone else comes into this station, uh, make mm-hmm. sure to jot down their information. I'm about to add that to the rules and regulations right. for now. Yes, ma'am. Hope you have a good day, Paul. Now, now I, if I could, if I could just interact. Now, I, I do not know how to, um, ma'am. But so I'm not, not quite sure how to. And he, he starts to, his eyes start to well up with tears. Oh, yeah. I was not trained in, uh, in these changes. I apologize. Oh, she, she, she just starts covering it. She's like, I'm sorry, Paul. I, I didn't mean to overwhelm you. Just how, how about you take a take a break? Well, go go calm down. I'll be sure to inform everyone of these new changes. Uh, where are the rest of these uh, tokens boxes that you said were dropped off here? Um, as you ask that question. There is a, a a special little little guy that's also with you all who is standing right next to uh, Paul, uh, Terry. Um, he is he's about as tall as Paul's like foot, and so he's literally just standing next to Paul. And he sort of takes his little stick hand and pets his leg um, in a soothing manner um, as Paul kind of calms down a little bit. Uh, Jimmy, as you kind of stand here, you're a bit confused, but you're also, uh-huh. uh, a little distracted at the moment because as you stand there kind of watching like Willow and the red station attendant and, and what's, and you're not really sure what's going on, you begin to feel your skin burning or perhaps boiling from the sun. You almost feel as if it's ah. being baked alive in the heat. <laughs> and as you as you gotta stand there, you can you can almost hear your skin sizzling on your on your body like bacon. Is there like a dark place or a, a, like a place with uh, shady covering? Uh, you look around, and this is a, a the Red Bridge area is mostly ground cover, so there's no like. Long, tall trees. Um, you could go back into the station, but before you can do that, Terry, who is comforting Paul, kind of looks over at you and just stares at you, kind of wide-eyed, as if he sees something you can't see. Um, go ahead and make a grit roll, DC 12. Oh, this is going to be great then, because I roll a D10. I rolled a 3. Jimmy bursts into flame. Um, okay go ahead and take an adversity token Jimmy you've never made a deal before Um, and and the many times you've come to Avaria and you understand that people can make deals and then the deals get absolved and so they're they're not like inherently bad or anything but you also know that there's something wrong with Avaria and the deal you made when you had the bug trying to eat through your brain was obviously one you quite didn't understand what what was going on with. In this moment, you instantly know that what you're feeling is essentially a representation of the creature that has been created to make sure you finish your deal. In the 
in literally the the where the, your eyes are instead of seeing the willow and the vegetation and terry twigs it literally glazes over a like lava yellow and you only can see a woman that who's engulfed in flames and you hear a voice um that refers to herself as the fire maiden you are stuck to the spot you cannot move and you feel as if there's something boiling underneath your skin trying to escape from inside of you. Ah. Gross. Willow, you are having this conversation with Paul, um, and you kind of realize that after Paul, after you kind of finish having a conversation with Paul and you explain that these aren't supposed to be in circulation anymore and you're really confused on how you even got it, you also kind of get a feeling that something is wrong with this whole situation. It's it's not necessarily the warden and these coins just reappearing. There's something wrong with time. Like things are happening kind of simultaneously. You're you're walking and like breathing in both the present and the past. Um but there's like no seam. So you're not really sure what you can even do you feel that even if you destroyed these coins they might would they would just pop up again because the warden is exists again and it's not supposed to exist so with this realization you're still terrified and you have jimmy behind you because you walked over to paul to talk with him and so you can't see what jimmy is going through um but i will say that as you both are standing there having these realizations, you both hear again the high whistle of a train approaching. And from your peripheral vision, the train begins to come into the station. Duke and Caleb, you both are on the train. And you both are just sitting there going on to going to your destination, which is wherever you have asked the train to take you. And as you guys come into the red station, you don't need to stop, but you both do see uh, Willow and Jimmy on the on the station platform. After they get to the last, yo, Juke, come on, man, yeah. and oh. he's gonna get off the train. Um, I, I'm gonna stay on. Oh, dude, they're over Wait. there. Let's at least get them before we continue. Yeah, get them on. I'll. I. All right, man. Don't, I don't make, want to lose make sure the train. Make sure it doesn't go without us, though. Okay. And uh, Caleb's gonna head off. Yo, Goober! And he gives a wave to to Willow. <laughs> and Willow's just over here, purple, talking with Paul, trying to calm him <laughs> down. At uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot. <she's> purple. <laughs> she's like, maybe he stops halfway through and saying Goober <laughs> just to look. Uh, you trying a new hairstyle and skin style and everything style? What the hell? Well, just looks at him. It's like, okay. And he looks back at us. Just like, all right, just calm down, Paul. I'll be back in a second. She walks over to, uh, <laughs> she walks over to Kayla. She's like, uh, I'm a plant. 
Oh, really? A plant? That's not the first thing I thought when I saw you looking like a grape. <laughs> okay. My, my blood tastes like the the little the little fruit. What, your blood? Oh, okay. Let me guess. Avaria shenanigans. I don't know. Paul's over yeah, here having a lot. breakdown. Uh, actually, what what is Jimmy doing? She just looks over at me and she's like, what are you doing? All right. Listen, Juke's already on the train. We're just going to go over there, deal with his thing. We can probably deal with your thing while we're there. I'm going to go get Jimmy. Sound good? Uh, sure. Let me just finish talking with Paul here. Yeah, go for it. Don't break anything while you're gone, you crazy person. <laughs> My bones He's are jello. <laughs> she just wiggles her eyes. <laughs> you see complete confusion on his face like more than usual she's like purposefully trying to confuse him too she's like i don't care i'm jealous yeah you have fun with that all right yeah caleb's gonna walk over to jimmy and just like snap a few times yo buddy wake up okay so you are next to jimmy or you're in front of jimmy trying to wake him up Willow, you walk back over to um, Paul and Terry. You guys are on this platform that is a, a regular platform, so it's it's pretty long and wide. But you guys aren't make you guys aren't taking up all of the space. Um, Willow and Juke and um, Caleb are are not Juke and Caleb, but Jimmy and Caleb. You guys are a couple of feet away from each other, but you're not too far. As you are all doing what you're doing at this moment, you all hear a light rumble. And then suddenly, I need everyone that's on the platform to make a flight roll. DC 9. Oh. Uh, I got a 6 in flight. That's not going to turn out well. Right now, my flight is not going to work. Out of no. all four. Willow, you're the best at flight. Why? Rolling hot today. To be fair, everybody. I am like paralyzed by fire. I got a five. I got a two, I think. The DCM was nine. So who got. Was that five? Yeah, so who got less than a five? That'll be Willow with an astounding one on a D20 roll. All of us, I think, and right? She had to Interesting. Okay. Not the best. Give me a moment. I also rolled for the attendant and Mr. Twigs. So, let's see what we got here. Willow. Uh, colossal uh, failure. Uh, Jimmy, you got a colossal failure. Caleb, okay, well, you did okay. You know, the middle of the road. The attendant got a four, unfortunately, which is Paul. Terry actually got a seven. Man, wow, these are not great. TPK, TPK, TPK. I mean, oh, it's fine. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We did fail, so adversity tokens. Perfect. Yes. I'm really stacking them up now. <laughs> yes. So I will, I will literally go into a spiel about um, combat. And then I will allow you all to, you know, organize your diversity tokens, see if you want to, you know, give some to others, make a plan, essentially. So let me go into that. As you are all standing on the platform, and then Juke, 
you are on the you are on the train and but of course you can see all of this uh-huh. and you can make a decision at this point whether you want to get off the train or whether you want to stay on the train if you want to stay on the train go ahead and make a grit roll if you want to get off the train you're going to go ahead and also make a flight roll do i get to know what i see first yeah so you okay. essentially see a comical essentially a comical comically huge sized black mallet made of like shadow that slams onto the platform crushing the attendant ah! uh flat oh. and oh, no barely missing mr twigs but you all hear a snap um as something snaps off of mr twigs uh the mallet is kind of shrouded in like darkness and shadow and instead of like lifting itself after it comes back up after smashing the attendant because willow was walking towards the attendant as it smashed down willow from the blast was blown back and she skids across the platform and is knocked out the shadow form reforms into a humanoid shape and immediately tries to lunge at jimmy this all happens within a couple of moments and you see this from the train and okay. everyone has essentially seconds to react Am I all right i'll definitely go ahead sorry i'll definitely head toward the door of the train or try to try to head out there no the dc is nine still okay my flight is eight i got a two okay so i'm Ooh. not gonna bother well well you you're trying to make your way there but you don't even step out onto the platform as okay. you like you you see it and it kind of this whole situation kind of stumbles you back because you just weren't expecting it and you're trying to you're trying to make it from your seat to the front of the train but you're not going to get off the train okay before something else happens essentially um is jimmy gonna do anything about the shadow person lunging towards him because if not uh, caleb will do something Am I still paralyzed by the fire maiden? Uh, this, is what, this is what we're going to do. We are officially, we've officially entered combat. And so I'm just going to give a quick overview of the combat in Kids on Bikes. So the creature got the drop on you all. Um, so they are kind of like first. Um, but it's also a surprise for you all. So the creature will roll like an attack, which is going to be their brawn or their fight. And then you can choose what you want to roll against. So if you want to stay and fight, it's going to be your brawn or your fight. And if you're going to, to dodge or run, it's going to be your flight. So Jimmy, if you see that you're getting lunged on and you want to dodge, you're going to roll flight. Does that make sense? Okay. This is essentially going to be a roll against a roll. So I already kind of have the rules here, but I will say them out loud. So if your roll um, against the creature's roll is greater or equal to the roll, you take no damage. So that's what you're trying to get. You're trying to get equal to or greater than the roll that I roll for the creature. And I will I'll roll that on the, the Discord. Um, and then you also get to kind of dictate what happens. So like what you do in response. If my roll as the creature is greater than your role, you are going to take damage and I will tell you what happens. And then, uh, and then there's like a middle thing where it depends on how well you roll. If, if it's not greater or less than, I'll tell you essentially like what number you need to get. But the, the two main things that you want to look at is if your role is greater than my role or if my role is greater than your role, because that will dictate 
if you're going to take damage. <laughs> Don't roll 10, 10 or more under whatever I roll. Okay, combat in this game happens in real time. So it literally happens within seconds. So if you want to help another player, you'll just need to explain to me like how you're doing that. And then I, we can figure out like how much time that would take to see what you can realistically do. Um, but there's not really like an order. You guys can converse and talk about how you want to move forward with like trying to defeat or save each other. Right. So how we're going to kind of show this in in the game is we're essentially going to like slow down time, like the Matrix. So right now we are in combat and then I am literally going to like kind of stop time, so to speak, where you can all plot together. And then when I say, okay, we're back into combat, so we're back into like real time, you get to then do what you want to do. Is Jimmy still stuck in like a vision state where he sees the fire maiden but can't move? If you want to try to break out of Blesso, you were in it when Willow was walking away, but then Caleb was trying to snap you out of it. So really it depends on if Caleb was able to snap you out. Uh, what do I roll for that? Well, now that something has happened, things are happening in, in like two seconds. So literally in the moment you were like, hey, wake up, perhaps you woke Jimmy up. Um, that will depend on Jimmy's grit. So Jimmy, roll right. a grit. Uh, and the DC can be low because you're, it's nothing bad. So it'll be a five. Eight. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So Caleb, you, you touch Jimmy or, or snap your fingers and Jimmy, you blink. And the first thing you see is this huge shadow hand behind Caleb crushing the attendant. Well, I'm pulling out my sword. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Caleb, you hear this attendant getting crushed behind you. Um, and you also see, as you turn around quickly, Willow flying across the platform. Oh, okay. Does he see this shadow person running towards Jimmy? He is going to lunge at Jimmy. I want to try to catch them off guard by clotheslining them as they jump at him. <laughs> okay. Just straight up. Uh, what do I roll for that? Well, not yet. You guys need to converse, make a full plan so that we know the order of how you guys want to do things. So if he's jumping for you and you're in front of Jimmy, but Jimmy has a sword, you want to make sure that Jimmy isn't trying to, like, stab him through you. You know what I mean? (laughs) uh, Can Caleb call out, uh, drop him and sock him? Basically the equivalent of, I'll knock him down and you hit him hard to Jimmy. Jimmy's like, got it. What, What was that saying? Drop him and sock him. Drop him and sock him. Love <laughs> it. Okay. Look at you guys. Well-oiled team. J- Jimmy, like, preps the sword, puts, holds it in two hands, ready to bring like it down on top of him once he's on the ground. Awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. You guys are a well-oiled machine. Love it. Um, okay. So that is what you guys are doing. Um, you, you are making your way to the entrance of the train. Is there anything else you want to try and do as you're making your way? So as I'm running down the aisle of the train car, can I like see what's going on through the like the windows on the side? Yeah. Would it be possible to like shout out the window to 
like help, like seeing the seeing things from a different perspective, like Caleb, go to the left or something like that. <laughs> You're giving me boxing training. <laughs> yeah. So where you are on the train, you have a pretty good view because you can see the side view. So you see Willow on the ground. You see Jimmy and Caleb like gearing like they're getting ready for this incoming fight and you also see this creature lunge now from your view you do see that the creature to jimmy and normal looks like it's lunging directly at them in a humanoid shape but you can see that mr twigs and the attendant are still at its feet um the it almost looks like it's kind of like being puppeted, this this humanoid figure. So there's actually like a blob that's still on the ground um, right behind it. And it's like pulsating. And the, the, the humanoid shape is like lunging from this blob. So you'd have to make a brains roll or a, yeah, you'd have to make a brains roll to, to maybe figure out what that means but you can see okay. that and jimmy and caleb cannot okay should i go ahead and do that the brains roll so that's what you're wanting to do you're wanting to stay yeah, think, on the train or you're still trying to leave you're well just, i think i like i know i'm not going to get there in time to do anything so i might just like shift over to the window and try to like try to provide tactical assistance i guess okay tactical assistance i love it Okay, so we have Caleb and Jimmy going straight for a, a two-team, uh, a dual-team um, attack. And then we have Juke, who, from his view, can see a little bit more clearly. And then um, Willow um, is knocked out. <laughs> so um, that's where you guys are right now. So what we're going to do is I'm going to come back into combat, essentially. So I'm going to let the, the world it roll out. And you guys are just going to tell me what you want to do. So we will start with coming back and having Juke um, be at the window as he's making his way out as the creature lunges. So Juke, go ahead and roll a Brains. Uh, okay. DC 12. 12, okay. I'm rolling a 10. And that's a 3. Okay. And I don't have enough adversity tokens to do anything with that. Okay, what? so... If I pushed that up to like a seven, would that make a difference? Do you want to do that? I mean, would that do anything for me? It would give you a little bit more information than you were going to get. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. Okay. Um, well, with a seven, you don't 100% understand what this might mean, but you do get the feeling that this creature is smarter than it looks so it's not just something that's just attacking them for no reason and you also have a sneaking suspicion that number one this is 100 percent the shadow that you guys know is doing some nefarious things caleb and i didn't see the shadow though right no okay um, i don't think you did but you do know that there's something trying to merge the right. two worlds um so you do know that this is probably the thing that's making all of the issues however you don't with a seven know what it's connected to like what this thing is um so i will say that you know that it's smarter than it looks so perhaps 
the drop them and sock them that you can kind of see Caleb and Jimmy are about to do might work. But also, they might want to do a backup, have a backup. Okay. So could I could I shout something like, uh, or I guess I will shout, um, there, there's, a, there's another thing behind it. Okay. That actually gives Caleb an idea if he hears it. Yes, you guys hear it. Um, he shouts it loudly. And literally, as you are both getting into position, you hear them, you hear Juke say this as the creature gets closer to you. Do you change your tactic? Uh, personally, for the moment, no. Because as of the moment, the only thing Caleb needs to do is stop this thing from, I don't know, tearing Jimmy a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's, he's going to continue with it, but he has a plan afterwards. Okay. So this creature lunges at you. You are stepping, you're not stepping in front, but you're trying to clothesline him. So you're stepping like forward and a little bit to the, to the, to the left or something like that. Okay. Depending on how good the roll goes, I'll, I'll describe it as such. <laughs> okay. He because is, I can still technically roll a two. This creature, which is, you know, unfortunately because Willow is um, uh, kind of down, you guys might not know what it is yet. But this creature is going to roll brawn. So what are you rolling? Your brawn or your fight? I want to roll fight personally because that's better. All right. Let's see how that we do. It is a d12 plus one. Okay. His brawn is a d20. Oh, God. Yeah. Roll a 12. Roll a 12. D12. And then I'll add that one. Ah, oh, so close. How much adversity can you burn? Well... Uh, I have five, so technically I can score even if I wanted to. Yeah, you could. Would that give me a win, or would that just tie it? That would give you a win. Okay, yeah. Because it'd be equal to. I'm spending every last adversity token I got. Okay. This creature lunges at you, Jimmy, and you, um, Caleb, you sidestep to clothesline it, and at first it's sort of... Uh, almost can kind of see what you're doing. So it kind of rears up, but it thinks that it can like take it. Like it thinks it can just like go straight through your arm. And instead you knock it back and it literally kind of like moves back. So unfortunately it does move out of like range for Jimmy to do something where it would uh, come down on it because it doesn't hit the floor, but that's because it is connected to that little that little pulsating shadow. And so the pulsating shadow essentially pulls it back to it, but you do hurt it. Um, and it looks fairly damaged from your hit. And it also looks quite angry. So what it's going to do is it's actually going to start to let its body bubble and the shape changes to kind of thicken out this humanoid shape that used to look like, you know, a normal guy, now looks like he, like, benches, you know, 450. Um, and he is going to ready to again go at Jimmy. So now Jimmy, Caleb has rebuked this creature, so it's further away from you, but it's going to come again. Do I recognize this guy? Um, I don't know if you would. It, because I don't think you talked to Willow because you were in your state. So I think at this point, for just everyone, the only person that would probably know what this thing was, for sure, the one is sleeping Willow. on the on the job. Got it. 
Yeah, she's sleep. She's sleeping well, on the job. This, this. I'm not one to back down, so I'm stepping, like engaging this thing, stepping towards it, bringing the sword. As I move towards it, do I see anything behind it, or is all I'm all I seeing just this buff guy, buff shadow? Um, you can move. You can like move around it, so you can get a better idea. Yeah. I think I want to move around it, but the opposite direction of Caleb. So pulling its focus away from Caleb, and then, and then I'm, but also moving towards it so that I can bring a sweep, like a sideways sweep, into the creature with the sword. Okay, gotcha. So okay, so what I will say is, when you move over or around Caleb, you're moving towards the train because the train is, let's say, the train's like, okay, on the platform. So you're moving towards the train, so you're moving away from Willow, because Willow's on the other side of, of Caleb. Um, and you're trying to attack it, right? Yeah, basically engage its attention, hit it hard. Okay. What are you rolling? A uh, fight. Okay. Um, it is going to obviously see you, but it's going to try to, because you're getting closer to it, it's going to try to grab you again. Um, so it's just going to like take the the hit and hope that it doesn't hurt it essentially so go ahead and roll your fight and he's gonna roll his Dean. oh wow okay i got a d20 on fight okay geez okay you guys are really <laughs> ruining this guy um yeah he <laughs> he tries to like absorb the hit and try to grab you but it it doesn't work because you slash him so where do you want to hit him um, right across, like, this, the center of mass. Okay. So maybe raking up from, like, his waist across the chest. Okay. You slash him, and it essentially slashes his body in half, and that shadow part, the part up from, like, the abdomen up to the head, actually detaches and falls over, and it sort of starts to disintegrate. Now, the lower half then again begins to morph but it again pulls back even more into the little fleshy um part that's on the ground and sort of absorbs with it unfortunately as it retracts it is going to try and grab mr twigs um and mr twigs dc was only like five because it's it's a freaking twig so you see the creature uh, get reabsorbed into the little fleshy part that's still on the ground. And as it retracts back, it grabs Mr. Twigs. And you can kind of see he is like in his hand and his hand is reaching out to you guys like, I'll, I'll always remember you. <laughs> and he gets absorbed uh, into the creature and uh, crushed. And there's no longer a Mr. Twigs. Excuse me? Uh, you're passed out. You're in a pull. Now, Mr. Twig. Yeah, everyone's dead. <laughs> the creature then transforms um, into basically like a smaller version of like a humanoid. So almost the size of a human child, um, like teenager. Uh, and it is again going to try and lunge at Jimmy. It looks very hurt, but it is desperate to get at Jimmy for some reason. Uh... Caleb could try a sidekick this time. Okay. Oh, wait. Does it look like Jimmy can... <laughs> Does it look like Jimmy can handle himself for a moment? Because I got another idea. So this creature is now a little out of range again. It keeps, like, retracting 
but then because Jimmy is the closest. Okay, in this case, I want to attack the big blob that this thing seems to be attached to. Okay. That this uh, humanoid shape. Okay. From but where you first, are? I need to know if Jimmy can handle himself for a moment. Okay. But you want to attack, attack it from where you are, so you're further away? Yes, but he has a ranged object. That's the thing. Okay, so you want to t- attack him with something ranged. Um, exactly. But you're going to wait for Jimmy. Uh, yeah, he wants to make sure Jimmy's okay before he does anything. Okay. Jimmy, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to... So can I see the blob itself behind the child now? Yeah, at this point, it's like directly underneath it. And the, the child okay. humanoid thing is sort of uh, like a tendril that's attached, wiggling above. I'd kind of want to sidestep the child and then swipe, swipe down on where it's connected to the blob and sever it. Okay, so you both kind of want to... Now, do you want to make this a coordinated attack and you both do it at the same time? Uh, okay, so let me explain what I have in mind. One of the items... So in... I don't know if we ever explained this for Kids on Bikes, but in Kids on Bikes, you have a backpack that you can put a certain number of items in. Yes. In his bag, he has a half-used lighter, and an old unlit firework that he perhaps picked up during one of the events in Shady Creek. Mm. So he wants to literally light the firework and shoot it at the blob. Okay. So then you know that that would most likely maybe harm Jimmy. So you want to do that after. Uh, who's closest to... I'm talking about the big blob that's not... Yeah, so Jimmy is right next to it. Oh, okay. Jimmy has a... Um, a rapier. He has like a, he has a sword, sword, so he has to get close to like jab it. I thought he was attacking the shadowy figure. So the shadowy figure is on top of the blob, like a tentacle. Oh, yeah, because it, it retracted oh. itself all the way to the blob. So they're right. They're right on top of each other. Okay, so I guess in this case, Caleb will wait for an opening. Okay, so Jimmy, you want to go first, and then Caleb. You, you will probably say something and then finish it off if it's not dead. Is that the plan? Uh, yeah. Well, what do you think, Jimmy? Jimmy's uh isn't really paying attention to what the others are doing. He's more just going in. He's going to try and cut this thing and it, maybe not so much kill it, but render it inert. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Then while you two are doing that. Let's give Willow a time to wake up because you've been out for a while. Um, so Willow, go ahead and roll Lops. roll grit. Um, you were flinged away, but you should be waking up by now. So we'll make it an eight. Your DC an eight. And then Juke, um, you should be outside of the train by now. Um, if you wanted to leave the train or did you want to do something else? Um, I think I want to get... My my first inclination is to like run and try to get Willow up, um, since it seems like Caleb and Jimmy kind of have things under control. So that's where I would be going. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm still down. I got five, and with the minus one I have, uh, so that's a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see Willow on the ground sort of trying to get up, but it's... It's clear to you, Juke, that she might have a concussion, uh-huh. so um, she's not going to be getting up. How nice. How, how do I always end up getting a concussion in these things? <laughs> Your rubbery skeleton probably didn't help. Uh, so, Juke, you go out and you run to Willow's side. Um, 
And Willow, you are still, you're conscious, but you have a concussion, so, you know. So I will say that, Juke, as you get to Willow, and you start to kind of help her regain her composure, uh, Jimmy, go ahead and roll your fight, and I will roll this creature's, I'm actually going to roll this creature's flight, because I think at this point... They know that they want to get away from you. They know that your your strike is dangerous. So this creature tries to like outmaneuver your sword, but your sword strikes true. And it are you stabbing or slashing? I want to sever the okay. tentacle and then kind of prep to see if it's going to try spawning anymore. Okay. I would also yeah go ahead. Oh yeah, you you slice that off easily, and again it does the same thing. It kind of falls over. And then begins to disintegrate, and it's just the blob left. If the blob looks like it's trying to get away, I would almost try and stab and pin it to where it is Ooh. without killing it, but basically making it so it can't run okay. away. Okay, yeah. Ooh, if you do that, Caleb could throw in that firework. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it would blow up, but if we could jump away at the, la- at the last second. Okay, I am going to make a roll for the creature. I'm going to roll their fight. Because, well, actually, yeah, I'm going to... Did Willow see Paul get squished? Well, you did. You did for, like, the moment because it, it was the blast that threw you back. So you do know that, that Paul got squished, but you don't know that Paul is dead. You'll have to wake up and see that. Okay. Um, so the creature, it tried to, like, detach itself. And so you kind of see it create a blade of shadow and it tries to, like, detach itself. So what you are kind of learning, just looking at it, Jimmy, is that this blob is kind of like a root, and it kind of puts itself somewhere, and then the tendrils come out um, to, like, attack. Uh, but it is, like, out of tendrils, essentially. Like, it needs time to recuperate, so it's trying to dislodge itself so it can run away. Um, and it is able to do that, because its its fight was a D6. So it, it does kind of swoop really quickly and unhinges itself and it begins to try to roll um but you can try to stop it before it is able to roll a flight i'll definitely try and stop it well then what are you you're gonna it's gonna be against its flight all right let's see i think jimmy would again just try and like almost like use his sword to keep it like corralled stabbing down to uh, either pin it if that seems the most effective or using it just to kind of like block it and keep use his own like body and the sword to keep it from going where it's trying to go okay go ahead and roll your fight and i'll roll its light Ooh. Uh, Ooh. that's unlucky yeah that is quite lucky um yeah it you you try to stab it but it it misses um, and so it's still in on the platform because it's still trying to roll away. So then, Caleb, what do you want to do? Uh, Caleb's just going to fire the firework at it. Okay, it's going to be against its flight. Light the little lighter and just aim it. Go ahead and roll. Uh, that would be fight. So d12 plus 1. 12. Oh, nope, not 1d2. 1d12. <laughs> that is 5 plus 1, 6. Oh, Ooh. dang. Wow. Ooh. Yeah the, yeah, the firecracker hits, explodes, but does not hit the creature. It kind of swerves, and instead, 
because it sees that you're still you guys are still pursuing it instead of running away it changes its trajectory and heads toward the one creature that seems to be not able to fight back and it's going to go towards willow and try to attack willow so it swerves and it starts to move very quickly towards willow so willow and uh oh shit what are you guys doing <laughs> trying to wake up <laughs> yeah juke you are holding willow she is she is really still in and out of it um but you can do something uh i think the the only thing i really have right now is my backpack so i think i would like as it's coming okay. in try to swing my backpack at it so that's going to be your fight cuz i guess you're making that a weapon fight okay and yeah. it's going to be against their brawn the 12 they're going to try and tackle okay their their bronze a, a 20 let's see I got a five. <laughs> oh my god. It's not the best. As bad as it could be. So, the creature actually, like, and you try to, like, whack it off with your backpack, and it simply just kind of, like, uh, eats your backpack uh, as well as Willow. So it, it just kind of like almost like a quick like shark that's like jumping out of water and just like grabbing a grabbing Daniel Jackson. Oh god! Excuse me. That's true. Um, it it takes your backpack like a like a shark jumping out of water, and it also scoops up Willow into its huge maw, close it, and it keeps moving past you. Um, and Willow is out of your. So, Willow, you are unconscious, um, unfortunately, or you're kind of conscious and unconscious, but you can roll a grit um, to see how you fare inside of its body. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I don't, I don't even have enough adversity tokens to freaking save myself. <laughs> you, were, you were starting to become conscious there in a moment when Juke was helping you. But as soon as you become devoured by this creature, you again go unconscious. And that is the last thing you remember. Now, this is what's happening in this scene. In a moment, this creature is going to uh, absorb Willow completely and Willow will perish. Okay, so in the moments that it is moving from Juke, who was closest to it, to the other side of the platform now, you all can do something, you all can do things, um, but it is still going to absorb them unless it's killed before it can do that. So what do you all want to do? How far away is it? Can I reach it if I were to get rush over with the sword? I will say that it did two flights, I believe. So it, it moved pretty quickly out of range from you and then scooped up Willow. So it is now closest to Juke and Caleb. Okay. So, Jimmy, you would have to either throw your sword to try and get it that way. Because I don't think you'd be able to run time. Yeah. Well, in that case, I want to try reaching out to Avaria like I've done in the past and just ask it to intervene. 
whether through attacking the creature through the, the land itself, or that's what I'm going to try and do. Okay. Um, I will tell you that it, the, the land won't attack for you. So it would have to be something you create, like your sword. Well, if I could, if I could ask the land to create, like, could I do some earthbender stuff and like summon spikes underneath it or something like that? (laughs) Um, like, like earth spikes. Yeah. Hmm. You could. Um. It it really depends on, I guess, the interpretation of the land and how it sees this creature. Because you are asking yeah. it to harm something technically still for you, because it's, it's, it'd be using its body. So it would have yeah. to make the decision that that was worth it. Um, so that's the communication part, so... Specifically, I'm not wording it hurt this creature, I'm wording it save her. And this is the intent mm. I'm giving it how to save her. Caleb could try to help. Seeing that this thing... It, it, is it, like, acid or something? Can I reach my arm into it? It's probably not acid, but okay. uh, you'll have to see what happens if you try to reach parts of your body into it. Uh, I <laughs> got an idea. Okay. Caleb has a sweater around his waist, so he can wrap that around his arm and try to reach in and grab Willow and pull her out before the spikes do their thing. Okay. That's my idea. Okay, and then Juke, what are you doing? As you are technically probably closest, because it just it just went past you. Yeah, my plan, my plan was to just run and hurl myself into it because I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Um, and I'm reckless. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. that's my plan. Why am I always the one having to be saved in these situations? Is it like I don't, I don't try to be the damsel in distress, but here it's I because am. Because when it matters, you somehow roll two ones in a row. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I I really do just have bad juju with these things. Okay, so this is what I want, Jimmy. You are going to so you you won't be able to ask the land to make spikes, but you can ask the land to save Willow. And it okay. will make its decision on how it might be able to do that. So okay. you can do that. So go ahead and basically commune with the land. So go ahead and roll your grit. Can I use the protective trait that I have? It adds uh, to rolls when defending one of my friends. Is that something I can do? Yeah. Okay, cool. I get to add three then. Uh, what did I need to roll? A grit? Yeah, grit. And you're rolling it against Avaria. Which I will roll. Oh, okay. it's still a six, but I don't have. No, that's 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 actually fine, um, because Avaria isn't you know hostile. It's not like you're. Um, it just depends on however they're going to interpret what you just said. So, yeah. you asked it, so now you have to see what happens. Um, next, uh, Juke, you wanted to do something, and Caleb, you wanted to do something. Caleb, you are a little further away. You're close enough to where you can run and maybe get into striking range. Juke, you are literally right next to this being because it, it literally is just now leaving your area. Okay. Caleb, you are going to see Juke just instinctually after seeing Willow get swallowed up, just try to jump into this thing. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if he's going to do that, Caleb is going to run around and grab Juke's arm because he expects oh. him to try to grab Willow. Oh, Okay. Okay, so I will say this, Juke, 
how are you jumping into this thing? Are you, are you sliding in with one foot in front of the other or are you jumping head first? Head first. Okay. So I would say <laughs> that as he jumps in, Caleb, you can grab his ankles. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to wait for her to grab Willow and he's just going to try to yank them both out. Okay, I feel like we have a plan uh, that's, nice. that's going to work really well. So, Juke, go ahead. <laughs> uh, try not to be dissolved. <laughs> yeah, try not to be well, dissolved. Am, am I going to get um, regenerated? Like, is, is it, or is it like swallowing me too fast that the, that the weird little plant thing I made of is able to regenerate me oh, fast enough? Actually, you know what? I forgot you were turning into a plant. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then we're going to do it this way, because thank you for reminding me, because you're technically a plant, uh, or you're turning into a plant, and you're specifically turning into a plant that's on Avaria. So that does make a difference. Yeah. So actually, as all, uh, as all of this madness happens, Willow, you are unconscious. However, your body is still, you know, you're uh, not <laughs> your body. So go ahead and roll a fight roll okay my second to worst one as this thing tries to devour you that's a four wait wait that's that's okay yeah so it it is it is attempting to like digest you essentially um and like the there's a shadow within a shadow within a shadow that is trying to make you smaller and smaller and smaller however the blood the new <laughs> blood that is now going through your veins it it almost is like uh like a like putting like saran wrap <laughs> around you so it's having a hard time saran it's wrap. having a hard time digesting you <laughs> yeah your saran wrap by plant plant things it's having a hard time digesting you and it's actually making it a bit like you can kind of see Caleb from afar that you can see kind of like some, some rumblings um, kind of making him a little sick uh, <laughs> as he's trying to digest it. And as you're giving him the stomach ache and he's sort of really un, uh, not really enjoying this digestion, you feel um, arms around your body as you're sleeping, uh, as you're knocked out. And it is Juke who is able to jump into this creature and juke you i will say that what it feels like in here is it doesn't necessarily feel like you're like a regular digestive system that you would think feel it feels more like you've jumped into like a foggy swamp so it's like humid and uh the air is very thick um but you do feel as you like grab willow you do feel it that your skin is like itching, almost as if there's like a million like itsy bitsy tiny little creatures trying to like rip <laughs> rip into your skin, um, and that would be like the shadowy smoke that's all around you. So you know you only have a couple of moments before you are devoured, um, but you are able to successfully like fully grab on to Willow, and as you are grabbing onto Willow. Caleb, you are grabbing on to Juke, and I need Juke and Caleb to both roll your bron your bronze to see if you can pull out Willow. I was actually trying to grab my backpack. My tapes are in there. 
Priorities, man. Priorities. <laughs> Poor people. Oh, yes. Seven plus one, eight. He's gotta get his, gotta get his possessions. Uh, my brawn is d6. Oh, there you go. It explodes. Hey. Should I... Does that explode? Yeah, roll again. Okay. What? Oh, my what? God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going to get his bag in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a 15. Wow. Okay. Now, I am going to roll for this creature. Now, they, they don't have a good hold on um, Willow, and they are kind of getting sick. So I'm going to roll their broad, but I'm going to give them a minus two to whatever they roll. Oh, you have got to be kidding me right now. That's a 20. What the? Why couldn't I get one of these? Would that 20 explode as well? Wow. Yes, that does explode. Um, this, this, jeez, Louise, this is rough. Um, so what I really roll... don't want me to be free. <laughs> um, even though it exploded, I gave it a minus two, so it's not going to, to re-roll because it's technically an 18. So, but, but you guys still didn't fail that much. Like, you got a 15. So you're, you're actually quite close to um, what it rolled, which is an 18. So you're still able to hold on to Willow, and Caleb, you're able to hold on to um, Juke, but... There's a, there's a contention here. So the creature stops moving, and there's literally a tug of war with Juke halfway inside of this creature, and Caleb trying to pull you out, and the creature trying to keep Willow in. So while all of that is happening, what are you doing, Jimmy? I I mean I see that seeing that like they've slowed down the creature means I get a chance to start running towards it. I'm going to run towards it, and as soon as I can get within range, I'm going to swing down on the creature, trying to avoid uh, Willow and Juke, but trying to injure the creature enough that it'll release them. Okay, go ahead and roll your flight. flight. Ah. And just, just see, yeah, let's see how fast you yeah, got there. Yeah, that's, that's done. Three. Okay. Um. So you... Do I... Do I get to add my protective trait to this one? Because you're protecting Willow? Hopefully. Mm, let's, let's see what happens, and then you can make that decision. How about that? So remember that you did ask Avaria for help. So as you are making your way there, realizing that you're just not going to make it. Either Juke is going to get eaten, or and maybe when he gets pulled in, Caleb's going to get pulled in. You're going to see a horror show in front of you of all of your friends slipping into this creature, and there's nothing you'll be able to do about it. And this that fear and that anger and that determination kind of comes up in you as you are sprinting as fast as you can towards this creature. As you are running, you... Feel your body changing as your arms get longer and your feet extend and your mouth and your nose turns into a snout and you feel your ears grow taller and you are transforming into some sort of creature, but you are lightning fast so fast 
that you get from your point to the creature and you're able to rip it apart with these huge fangs you did not know you had until right this moment. Um, And as this happens in a flash, Jimmy, Juke, and Willow all fall to the ground as this creature is eaten by Jimmy. Thank you all for listening. We hope you are enjoying the campaign. Don't forget that you can listen to the podcast on the Aging Journey podcast website, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Links will be in the description below. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can also support the podcast on Patreon or join our Discord. Enjoy the journey.